Welcome back in. It's the Brady Farkas Show on a Friday right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Big weekend ahead, and the biggest event locally is the UVM men's lacrosse team making its first appearance in the NCAA tournament. They're going to take on Maryland. The game is Sunday at 2.30. Calling the game for ESPN is our guy, Quentin Kessin, and she's with us now right here on WDEV. Quinn, how are you? Doing great. I'm really excited for this weekend. Uh, I've got a game on Friday night, uh, excuse me, Saturday night, Georgetown and Syracuse, 7.30 on ESPNU, and then come back on Sunday with the uh, Maryland-Vermont game at 2.30. So uh, lots, uh, lot, talked to four coaches yesterday and just excited for this first round. Well, I guess my question is, is this is UVM's first appearance at the NCAA tournament. How do they look on film to you? They look good. They look good. This is a program that I've been pretty familiar with over the last couple of years as they've been knocking on the door. Uh, you know, they've played for a bunch of America East uh, titles. They've been in that tournament. So they were always on the radar. They just couldn't get over the hump. Uh, this year they did. Uh, Chris Fikes and, and his staff, Jake Bernhardt, Brian Kavanaugh, done a really good job. But this is a, I love this young coaching staff. This team, uh, they're, they're an interesting mix in terms of a lot of New England presence, obviously the Canadians, and then they'll dabble in just about anywhere in terms of uh, where these players are coming from. Uh, they are really good on offense. Uh, they, they win a ton of faceoffs with Tommy Burke. They're very skilled on offense. They've got some outside shooters who are just, just terrific. Uh, defensively, they're big, big and strong. Uh, so, so I'm eager to watch them play uh, at Maryland. This is a great opportunity for their program. You know, to take center stage for once. You talk about they'll kind of dabble from anywhere. Michael McCormick's one, arguably their best offensive player, and he's a Division three transfer. Quint. Yeah, that's not uncommon this year. High Point's best player, or one of their best player, Kevin Rogers, is a Lynchburg transfer. Virginia uh, has a a a great a great midfielder uh, who's also a D three transfer. So McCormick, coming from Middlebury as a grad student, uh, makes a lot of sense. His left-handed shot, I have to tell you, it is downright scary. I mean, velocity well above 100 miles an hour. He's got a long release. It's kind of like this crossbow that he takes back and back and back, and boom, he lets it go. I mean, he has got, he's got one of the most scary shots that, that I have seen uh, when he can set his feet and let it rip. He's got 32 goals. Uh, his dad is the coach at Williams, and, and I'm eager. If he can get some looks, uh, you know, look out. You know, there's going to be a lot of people tuning into this game here in Vermont that are not lacrosse fans, but they are UVM fans. So they're going to be watching lacrosse for the first time this season, this Sunday, when they take on Maryland. You talk about Tommy Burke being so great at the faceoff X. Just how vital is that, and what does that mean for a team? Well, there's really no, no other sport like lacrosse in that after every goal and to start the quarters, we have a faceoff. Okay? So possession isn't guaranteed. It's not like football when you score a touchdown, you have to give the ball to the other team. It's not like basketball where you sink a bucket and the other team then gets a chance. It's like old-school basketball, but actually where they used to go back to the center and re-tip it. Hmm. So if you had that seven-foot guy, you won the game because you won all the tips and you had the ball the whole game. Uh, so that's what lacrosse is. And Tommy Burke, sophomore from Florida via uh, the Millbrook School, uh, he is a possession machine. He's uh, third in the, in the country at 72%. As, as a team, Vermont faces off at 70%, and that's a Maryland Achilles heel. So an upset to me starts with the face-offs and dominating possessions, dominating possession time, working the 80-second sh shot clock down for, for high-quality shots. Uh, you know, if, if Vermont can, can skew the possession battle 60-40, 70-30, 
uh, and hang around, I, I think they can make some noise here. You know, I know Syracuse slumped at the end of the season. They had some off-field stuff that was kind of a part of that. But Vermont played really, really well against Syracuse at the beginning of the season and almost won that game against the nationally ranked Orange. How much does that experience help them on Sunday? Well, you know, my comment to Coach Fives yesterday when I watched from I watched that Syracuse game and they scored against the Orange. It couldn't really the defense wasn't wasn't up to par. And, and Cuse has Cuse has more offensive talent than they'll, they'll see from Maryland, other than Jared Barnhart, who's who's a whole discussion in himself, who's a Player of the Year candidate. But I was amazed at Vermont. They had kind of had that midseason lull where they had some canceled practices, seven day COVID quarantine, some snow days. Tough bus rides for them. You know they're the northernmost D1 team, but then to come back at the, in that final third of the season and rattle off those wins, the win against Albany in the league championship game caught my eye because the level of confidence that they displayed all throughout that game. If you just watch the body language, there was no way they were going to lose that game. Every goal they scored was a I don't want to say it was kind of a muted like yeah we're the better team we're going to win this game. Goals they gave up it was like okay no big deal we got this. I saw an uh, amazing amount of confidence, positive body language, like this team knew they were better than Albany and they were going to get it done. And that Syracuse game will come in super handy uh, you know, as they step up in competition to play Maryland, a team who's won a national title, a team in the last decade who's been a, uh, a juggernaut. Uh, but, but I think you know, playing that, the, the strong out-of-conference schedule paid off in the league and it'll pay off in this first-round game. How good is Maryland? As I understand it, they haven't been able to play the out-of-conference teams like UVM was able to. No, it's, it's very similar to what we saw in college football and college basketball this year. You know, the, the Big Ten chose to play a conference-only schedule. So they played uh, five opponents twice for a total of 10 games, plus their league tournament. Maryland's undefeated. Maryland has been dusting everybody in the league. I personally, watching games is the only way we can tell. There, there's no cross-pollination. So my eyes tell me that the Big Ten wasn't as strong this year, especially on defense. So I think Maryland's offensive numbers are a bit inflated. But you do have to look at the Terp roster. starts with Jared Bernhardt, uh, an attackman from Florida, super fast, just mature, athletically gifted. He, this is a very good Maryland team with an exceptional player. I'll put it that way. Mm. I think other Maryland teams in the past, have been better across the board, but but Bernhardt can be such a difference maker uh, with the ball and his cross and and the ability in their system and then freelancing. I mean, he is something special, this kid. So that's challenge number number two for Vermont. You know, faceoffs are number one. Number two, I, I would I would rate as stopping Bernhardt and, and and overall for Maryland. Honestly, we'll find out. Like this game and then next week, if they go to Notre Dame and play the Fighting Irish, let's say in the quarters. Rutgers is playing Lehigh this week. These answers, like I can't give you an answer how good the Big Ten was. It'll play itself out in the next two weeks. You know, you mentioned Jared Bernhardt, the best player for Maryland, and Chris Fife's UVM head coach said he might be the best player in Terrapin history. He is the brother of UVM assistant Jake Bernhardt. I don't know if that gives UVM any kind of scouting advantage, but there's got to be something there. Well, they scrimmaged back in January of 2020 for the canceled season. And the first play of that scrimmage, uh, Vermont won the faceoff, and a guy scoops it up and was running in the defensive zone, and Jared lit him up. I mean, he hit him so hard. It, there was this shriek. There was a moment like, oh, wow, is this kid going to get up? And he got up, and, and Jared actually turned to his brother, Jake, and said something to him. The assistant coach of Vermont, hmm. and the Maryland bench went crazy. If you know the Bernhards, these kids are 
they are low key, quiet. It's not about themselves, but man, they they are they burn hot. Let's just put it that way. They are competitors, and this is going to bring out the best in Jared. I know this game means an awful lot to Jake, uh, and Jesse, the, the third brother, yeah. the defensive coordinator for Maryland, uh, and their mom Catherine will be at this game. Uh, they they lost their dad late in 2019 or 2020. Jim Bernhardt, who was a college and NFL uh, football coach, who's mm. dear to me. Uh, and I, so I know this game means a lot for that family. You know, Chris Fife's in his fifth year as the head coach at UVM. He played at Maryland himself, actually, went and coached in North Carolina, one of the best programs in the country. What is his reputation around college lacrosse? Uh, I think it's outstanding. I mean, I, I couldn't have been more impressed with him yesterday. We talked to him for about a half hour over Zoom. Uh, I knew him when he was a Maryland player, but then became more, closer to him when he was an assistant at North Carolina and, and led them to a national championship in 2016. So he's a, he's a super person. I think he gets it in terms of developing young men. Lacrosse is just the avenue to teach some of these lessons. Uh, I, I think he's assembled a great staff. I have nothing but positives to say. Uh, but I, honestly, the question will be how long Vermont can hold on to him because it, when some big jobs start opening up in, let's say, three to four years from now, Chris Fives is a guy that if I'm, if I'm an athletic director, I'm going to bring in. So if I'm Vermont, I try to lock this guy up to a, a long-term contract with some buyout stuff to try to keep him on campus because uh, he's proven to be perfect for the school. I know he's got roots up at Camp Dudley off of Lake Champlain as a kid going up there, mm-hmm. so he loves the area. Uh, and, and he's willing to deal with the cold and the snow. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great, great fit. Who's the favorite in the tournament overall? I thought Duke was the best team in the country for a while. They got smacked by Notre Dame at some point. Are the Irish the best team in the country? Who we got? Well, yeah, Carolina Carolina is is a legit one. You know, Duke has that loss late in the season. They're, they're kind of a proven commodity. Notre Dame's a scary team. They have three losses. They could have won all three of those games. Notre Dame has never won a title. Uh, we'll see how they handle the, the pressure of, of this bracket. Uh and then you got Maryland. You know, Maryland's undefeated, but but unknown. Uh, it's it's a really interesting tournament this year, given what has transpired during the regular season with the with the you know the lack of out of conference play. So I don't think we've ever entered a postseason looking at a team's record. Is that truly indicative of how good they are, or are they better than we realize, or maybe not so much? So I think the next two weeks will tell us a lot. When we get to when we get to East Hartford for the semifinals Memorial Day weekend, I think we'll have a good indication. We got four I guarantee we'll have four really good teams and proven teams. This round, this weekend's eight games and then the quarters I think I'll answer so many questions. You know, I grew up just outside of Saratoga, New York, and have made many donations to the Saratoga racetrack over the years. Did you get your career started kind of covering at Saratoga? Uh uh-huh. I got my career started. My, my, I had a friend of my brother who lives in Saratoga, Park Place, uh, right by the Five Points Deli. And so when I was okay. in college, he, my summer job was to paint houses in Saratoga. Hmm. Uh, so here I am, a sophomore, I'm painting houses, just grinding, painting these beautiful old homes, as you know. Hard work. And then one, that was when the meet was only in August. And then early in August, it rained one day, so I couldn't paint. And I see these people walking up the street. I'm like, where are they going? So I, I put on my stuff and I walked up to Saratoga and I hit the early double huh. and 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 that that's that that was a hook that that so I've returned to Saratoga every summer since since 1988 other than last summer, uh, 
you know, for at least a week. I wrote for a, a newspaper up there for three or four years, so I was living up there in the early 2000s, going going to the morning workouts every day, writing about horses and trainers. And that led to a, a brief stint uh, with ESPN when we used to be in the horse racing business. Uh, I think I covered four or five derbies, uh, Preakness of Belmont, uh, did a race at Keeneland. They actually flew me over to cover the Irish Derby one year. Mm. So I have roots. Uh, I'm actually heading to... Uh, Black Eyed Susan today, later this afternoon at Pimlico. I've got a, fr- a Hopkins alum who's uh, an owner flying in from Boston. We're going to enjoy the day together. He's got a couple horses running. Wow. Uh, so, so horse racing is, uh, and I mean, there's nothing better. Honestly, there's nothing better than Saratoga on a beautiful uh, August afternoon. The, the 10 cent Superfecta box is the only bet I'm willing to make at this point. No. <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah, keep right. it simple, but, but keep it on the win. That's it. Keep it on the win. Quinn Kessinich, she's on the broadcast for UVM men's lacrosse against Maryland Sunday at 2.30 on the ESPN Family and Networks. Quinn, man, we appreciate the time and perspective, and we'll talk to you again sometime down the road. Yes, thanks for the coverage, and, and I hope the Vermont fans uh, enjoy this game.